Hello, and welcome to the Monday, May 15th edition of the OSU Sports Extra podcast. I'm Patrick Prince, joined as always by Dean Rule in Stillwater. Uh, Dean, on a rainy Monday, uh, at least in Tulsa, uh, we're kind of coming at you a little earlier in the week than we normally do. Normally we record later in the week, but it's Monday. We figured it'd be a good time to catch up on softball and some other things. Uh, And let's start with softball, uh, Dean. OSU got the sixth seed overall. They're going to host a regional. Uh, If they advance, they'll host a super regional. And then, of course, the Women's College World Series is in Oklahoma, so it's all all there. Um, But let's start with the sixth seed. Did it surprise you that OSU, given their late season struggles, get that high of a seed, uh, and did they deserve it? Yeah, so I think uh, late season struggles is the nice way to say it there, Patrick. When you lose 11 of the last 13, I think you can really start to, you know, criticize, not criticize, but the, the concern is super high right there. I think when you lose like that, and they've lost in every way imaginable. There's been pitching issues some games. There's been hitting issues. Uh, most recently when they lost to Kansas in the – Big 12 conference tournament, they uh, it was defensive issues, and that's always been a super strong suit for them. But they had four errors in the infield, uh, and it ended up with them losing in an early exit from the Big 12 tournament. So, yeah, regardless, six them landing at the number six seed is super interesting because I think they obviously get there to the number six seed because of RPI and and how they fared there and the strength of schedule. It's all benefited them. And I think when you look at their season from an overall, you know, you take the, the entire body of work, which is, you know, it's always the debate when, when it comes to these things is how do you look at the entire body of work factored in with how top heavy softball is. And I think it was always going to be a challenge for the NCAA to move them out of a top eight seed. Right. And there were some, and, you know, you also saw it with Alabama Alabama moving up to a five seed, and that threw a lot of people off, and Texas fell a little bit more. That I think Texas probably should have been a lot higher than they ended up being. Uh, so, yeah, some interesting, it, it was very interesting. I mean, how they factored this in, I don't think I would have put them at six. I think they still probably should have been in the hosting a super regional range. I think I had, I, I think you... Realistically, I figured they would probably be between eight and ten. Uh, so, so they jump up to six, and you know a lot of this is subjective how it gets looked at. But regardless, I thought they still could have been in that super regional picture. Um, they obviously stayed there, but I also thought they could have fallen to, to nine or ten uh, just because of losing eleven over the past thirteen. That's that's a problem, Patrick. That's you really need to look at that and say, whoa, what's going on there? I mean, all things considered, Dean, they're they ended up where they were. They thought they would end up. Like yeah. despite all the late season struggles, they're they ended up where they you thought they were going to end up at the beginning of the season, and that's hosting a regional. So, I guess from here, where's your mindset? Do you just because you can just forget all that other stuff, right? Yeah, I mean, but but at the same but at the same time, if it were that easy, they would have already done it. So, I mean. Do you think they're going to be able to just focus on the now and put all that stuff behind them? Or do you maybe see the struggling, the struggling continuing a little bit? Kind of where, where's this team at? Yeah, I think when you when you look at it, you, you can easily say, oh, 
you finish where you wanted to be at, you're hosting a regional. You, if you win that, you're going to host a super regional. It's, it's all set up. You know, your, your run to a national championship stays within the state of Oklahoma. All that's great. But yeah, there's, there's so many issues that they've run into recently that, you know, you're, you're, you're running out of time. The margin of error is getting smaller and smaller. Whereas, you know, during the season when the margin of error was, you had more room to play play around with. They they like, let's think about this, Patrick. They their first forty games, they set a school record for the best win percentage in the first forty games of a season. That's how good this team started off, and they they had such a strong uh, non conference schedule. They were playing these ranked teams. They were going to you know these these weekend tournaments, and they were dominating. They were run ruling teams, and all of a sudden they've just hit this this bump and there's a lot of things you can point to and it's, it's really going to be telling how they approach this weekend, because I think, you know, their regional is not a cakewalk. They've got, you know, Wichita state, I think could easily play spoiler and end up winning this regional in Stillwater this weekend. Um, if the Cowgirls aren't careful and uh, Nebraska is a good team, but OSU had success against Nebraska this year. They, they won both games against Nebraska and UMBC is just kind of a, a throw not a throwaway team, but you know, they're not going to end up winning the regionals is, is the point being, but yeah, I, I mean, I think looking at this, you, it's going to be a, a weekend of trying to refocus, but they've been trying to refocus for a couple weekends now and it's not worked out. And so I think, yeah, you, you do have to ask the question of you're going to need to win a couple of games here and you're going to, if you want to move on to, to a super regional, because so far the, the cards have all fallen in your favor. You've lost 11 of the last 13, but you're still going to host a super regional. That's that's more than you you can ask for. Now it's about now you need to start winning. You need to fix the winning problem now, um, because if you don't, then your season is going to end. Uh, you know, this time next week, you're you're in the off season. Uh, I like what Kenny Gajewski said about. He said that this is why we have to play a tough schedule because OSU was rewarded for the totality of their season and not just penalized for their late season struggles. They, they, you know, the committee or whoever looked at the big picture and said, yeah, they've struggled late, but let's look at all who they've beaten earlier in the season. And that's the way it should be. You should, it should be viewed, you know, your body of work from beginning of season to end of season should all be considered and not have this, you know, recency bias that said, oh, they struggled late. So we're going to, you know, so uh, that's the way it should be. And I'm glad that it looked like, that's how they were considered based on their whole season, not just the end of the season. But you mentioned the field, uh, Dean. Wichita State beat them twice this year, right? Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, so yeah, I mean, on, on one hand, they're exactly where they, they need to be or where they thought they'd be. But on the other hand, they got work to do. No doubt about it. Yeah, no, 100%. Wichita State has proven to, you know, have the secret of how to beat OSU. And the other thing is, you know, you've got two games against them. You know what you're going to be, you know what you're going to see uh, this weekend from, from Wichita State. And OSU might be able to reverse that trend. But yeah, they, they've lost to Wichita State twice. They've beat Nebraska twice. And uh, they never saw UMBC this year. So that'll be a new team. But regardless, I, I don't think that's going to play a in, super. Uh, it, vital role in in this weekend but regardless yeah which i'll say i think could easily win this this regional folks who's not careful 
Okay, last question on softball, and then we'll we'll kind of move on. What is your sense of what will happen, Dean? I'm, I'm not saying are they going to win the regional or lose the regional because, I mean, that's so many things have to happen for that. But just are they going to be able to rebound and kind of be the team that they were earlier in the season? Do you see that happening? Yeah, I think all the pieces are there for it to happen. And um, when we go back, not just to this past weekend, but the Bedlam weekend, they they got swept by OU, right? They they were outscored 17 to 6 across three games and all that. But what Kenny Gajewski really focused on was, hey, you know, this team no longer looks lethargic. You know, we're ready to – we competed this weekend. They lost all three, but Kenny Gajewski was saying that, hey, the Cowgirls competed. Um, and and I think that's super important, and, and it showed against Kansas. And now, the reason Kansas was able to to end up winning that game is defensive problems, and uh, there's a couple things you can point to there, but defensive problems were the main reason. And so I think they've shown the fight, they've shown the ability to compete. What they're going to need to do if they want to have success is make sure it all. That they need to close out games stronger. That's the issue. The, the hitting is there. The pitching is there. Um, normally, the the defense is is such a strong suit of these teams, but you need to now make sure everything's firing at the same time, and you don't have all these you don't have issues pop up. And and that's really what's killed them uh, the past three or four weeks, and what's led to this losing streak is just the inability to make sure everything's moving cohesively together. Uh, are you going to be there staffing the games this weekend? Yep, I'll be at uh, well, I'll be at the first two days, and if they make it to the third day, then I'll be there as well. So action kicks off three o'clock on Friday. OSU plays uh, UMBC, then Nebraska, Wichita State play the six o'clock game. Finals, as you said, are on Sunday. If OSU advances, they will host the winner of the Fayetteville Regional in the Super Regional. And then the winner of that gets a Women's College World Series berth. Did I get all that right? Yes. Okay, just just making sure. All right, let's talk a little men's hoops. Uh, Mike Boynton continues to be active uh, in the portal. What's going on there? Yeah, so, I mean, I think last time we talked, Patrick, we, uh, we were talking about, oh, they've only had one one uh, transfer pickup, and it's getting kind of late into the offseason to not have everything full. And then they've, they've picked up two in the past week, or two since we last spoke. Um, they got a big man in Mike Marsh, and then they also went out recently and got a Jarius Hicklin from North Florida, who's a guard. Um, so yeah, so now they've got three. The roster seems to kind of start to fit together. The, they're going to have to pick up one more at least um, to fill a, another scholarship spot, and then they can decide at that point if they want to burn the last scholarship spot from the NCAA sanctions they they've undergone or they want to fill that so at most one more player is coming um or at least one more player is coming at most two will come uh depending on how they want to use uh that final spot uh, when it comes to NCAA's sanctions scholarship productions excuse me so more than just numbers uh do you like what Marsh and Hicklin bring to the court like they're yeah, still so it's, it's interesting when when we look at this because this is now two seasons Patrick where when OSU has attacked the transfer portal they've not gotten power 5 big name guys it's it's come from 
smaller schools. Uh, last season, they had, I mean, I'm not going to say Texas State is a super small school, but, you know, you got Caleb Asbury there, and then John Michael Wright came from High Point. Mm. And then this year, you've got, again, I'm not going to say East Carolina is a tiny school, but not a Power 5 school. And you get Javon Small from East Carolina this year, and then Mike Marsh is from Jacksonville, and uh, Hicklin is from North Florida. So, I'm starting to see a trend a little bit in, in how OSU wants to attack the, the transfer portal. They're going after, you know, not the big names. They're going after more mid-major guys. And and I think the, I think it worked well for them last year. I think Caleb Asbury was a, a really strong addition. And I think John Michael Wright, and, you know, he's coming back this year as well. I, I think he was a really – there are, there are points you can – points from last season you can point to and say well hey John Michael Wright really didn't play well this stretch and uh, there are points you can say hey he played really well so regardless I think it it was a, it worked well enough to do it again this year and that's what you're seeing um, with how they're going about this and yeah I think Mike Marsh and uh, Hicklin I think they're both adequate and uh, what, what Hicklin's really good at is three-point shooting and obviously that was such a gripe from fans last year is is the three-point shooting and the lack thereof uh, from OSU's offense so I think for the uh, for them to go target that and and at least get a player that is, is able to fill that spot a little bit we'll see how it transfers again this is I think the other thing is you get you pull a guy from mid-major now you're putting him against power five defenses I think there's going to be some growing pains there um, but regardless it, that's Hicklin's specialty is the three-point shooting, and Mike Marsh fills in. He's, I think, 6'10". He'll be the tallest player on their roster. He's either 6'10 or 6'11, um, which OSU's going to need now that, you know, they're, they've they lost all their starting forwards from last year. Um, so, yeah, I, I think he fills a void. And um, to bring in a an upperclassman who's kind of able to help somebody like Brandon Garrison, who's going to be a freshman, who's going to be asked to take on meaningful minutes in his first year, uh, I, I think that's super important to get. So you think they're more than likely going to sign maybe one more and then decide what to do with that last spot, correct? So Yeah. Well, well, okay, so assuming they grab, they're going to go after one more, uh, who should they go after? Maybe not necessarily who is in what player, but just what type of skills do they need? Yeah, I, I think you need at? another – I think you need an offensive big man that can – not replace what Caleb Boone did, but, you know, Mike Marsh is going to be a great defensive option. And, and you know, he has the ability to score. Everybody's going to have the ability to score points. But I think you want an, an offense first kind of guy who can eat up minutes and, and work down low. And that might be Brandon Garrison. Who knows? Um, but regardless, yeah, th there needs to be more forward depth. I think that's what they're going to target um, or not what they are. They are targeting that. But. Um, I, I assume that last one goes toward a forward. And then over the summer, uh, as Mike Boynton said, over the summer, they're going to decide if they have enough with the, with the rush they have, if they have enough to burn that final one, or if they need to reassess and, and add one more guy next season. What kind of stories you got coming this week? Hey, we've got a lot of softball coverage coming. Um, softball season, Bedlam baseball too, Patrick. Oh, that's right. I, I have that right here in my notes, and I was going to skip right over it. Let's let's talk about that a little bit. A uh, little bit. Yeah. So I I think OSU baseball is 
drawn the ire of of fans this year. But what's interesting is, um, hey, they might they might win the the regular season Big Twelve. They 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 at least have a chance uh, entering the final week of the regular season. Uh, so OSU's playing OU down in Norman Thursday through Saturday. Um, and if they they'll need to sweep the Sooners to even have a chance at, at winning a Big Twelve title, and then uh, West Virginia would need to lose twice against Texas this weekend. So I, I'm not going to say it's likely, but the possibility is still there that that they can go out and win the the regular season Big Twelve title heading into the conference tournament next week. All right, and then but you're you will not be in Norman. This weekend, you're going to be staffing the, st- the softball, correct? Correct. Uh, that's going to be all our, our good pal, Eli Letterman. All right. All right. Shall we leave it there for this week, or you got something else on your mind? I think we're good to leave it there, Patrick. All right. Well, listen, we appreciate everybody checking us out. Dean and I usually come at you once a week. Uh, it's Monday today. We're recording a little bit early next week, or this week, rather. And uh, we'll catch you catch up next week. And you can download us for free at Google, Apple, and Spotify. Dean, appreciate it as always. Of course.